Good evening, Stephen. Aidan T. Leaf, how are you? Had you a good weekend? I did. I had a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, I went down to Minute and was at a barbecue and it was delicious as heck. As heck, you say? As heck. Very nice. Uh, no, I, went, I was in Minute, which is just inside the 20 kilometer restriction. So I was lucky with that. I went down to see the girlfriend and her family, which was the first time we've seen each other since March. So I was delighted with myself all around and they got a new cat. So I was playing with cats. You sent me a picture of the cat. It looked really cute. It looked like it had weirdly big ears. Uh, well, it, it's baby kitten, so it's still growing into its ears. But generally, yeah, I mean, the, the ratio of head to ear is a little off. I wonder, do, does it grow, do cats grow into their ears? Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, I assume they do. Like, my mother's dog now has done the opposite. Its ears were kind of proportionate when she was a puppy, but now she's just got massive ears like a corgi, but she's not a corgi. Interesting. How does it feel to be a social commentator and future teller? Great, that's how it feels, Adam. We called the downfall of Faulty Towers. Did we? Yeah, they removed the German episode from streaming and from the BBC pending uh, further inquiry. I saw that, but when did we call it? Maybe two weeks ago, we were talking about John Cleese and him going mad, and then we talked about how... The episode with the major in it, which is the episode that has the Germans in it, and he's saying all sorts of slang terms for black people, how it totally wouldn't fly today, and it didn't. Do you know what annoys me about all that stuff? What annoys you about all that stuff? It is such a distraction from the horrible stuff that we started with on that whole Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, people being killed in the street, all these really big, heavy issues that need to be sorted and it's become so watered down we're being pissy about shows from 20 years ago digging into back catalogs yeah and it's just like no there's horrible things that actually need to be fixed stop being a dickhead about it well here's the thing because you're right we need to sort out the big problems but when you're thinking about a problem that's absolutely systemic you kind of if you wanted to be generous about it you could count this as trying to change a public mindset, as uh, examining things that people actually really like and really engage with. Uh, similarly with Little Britain and them taking those dudes down. Yeah. You're, you're tackling things that people like and you're going, okay, here's why there's a problem with it. And maybe it's not so much that people are trying to take down things from the past rather than change our thinking about it and go, well, this is why something in the past wasn't okay now because... Not everyone, thought-wise, has kept up with stuff that does and doesn't fly now. Yes, I recognise that, but I feel that the agenda has been changed. And because the agenda has been changed, and the agenda is being changed by wealthy executives in big corporations, and they're setting the agenda for what, what people should be angry about, and people are now railing against losing their TV shows instead of actually the things that people should be angry about. People should be angry about the horrific way that pe- black people have to live. People should be angry about healthcare, homelessness. People should be angry about all of these big issues. And these other issues are just distractions. And I will agree with you that, that it is somewhat 
systemic in that. But I don't think anyone really cares about shows that nobody's really watching much anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right in what you're saying that um, corporations are falling over themselves to try and come out of the woodwork as going, hey, look, this is something we had in the past. We're cancelling it now because we're cool and hip. And, and yeah, so that is, yeah, you're 100% spot on is it's just an exercise in PR. And that belittles what is really problematic in society. And I do, I, I am, without wanting to be too conspiratorial about it, I do feel that there's people in media do sometimes champion the triviality because it's just a distraction you know they champion um this crap instead of uh wanting to deal with the actual issues the issues that would propel forward a movement like black lives matter what's going to be interesting also is the counterculture that builds up around it so obviously if there's a big enough backlash against that episode of 40 towers being taken down someone's going to release the 40 towers box set again some kind of anniversary edition it was over the weekend that people were questioning the are you right there ted episode of father ted and joe rooney tweeted i hope it is taken down because then people will buy box sets and i'll get my royalties so i reckon as uh, like that um remember a couple of years ago to keep x factor of the number one spot people started buying the Rage Against the Machine song. People yeah. will start buying box sets now to show their disapproval of this, removing episodes and stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. If a show has been around for 25 years, I mean, it's it sort of, you'd imagine, past its peak at any rate. See, so, like, those shows that people are pointing out, not Little Britain, because I think we can all agree that that's an absolute steaming pile of shit, but... With 40 Towers, that's always one of those shows that people say, oh, it stands up so well, uh, it's still so funny today, that I, I think it's important to question shows that are timeless. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you that that it's it's good. And I mean, they did say that they're putting back up 40 Towers with, with a, a, a note on it. Now, there's a part of me that kind of, like, rather than companies feeling the need to put a note on a video would it not be a far better investment to donate money to education would that not be be a better a better use of your money if, if it isn't cynical to actually uh properly invest in education so that and the humanities so that people actually understand these issues instead of this bullshit see it depends on what audience you're putting that up for like these content warning or trigger warning now i'm not a huge fan of them myself but i'm in lots of facebook groups where if someone makes a post about say alcohol someone multiple people in the comments if the group is big enough will say jesus christ couldn't you put a trigger warning on this uh, there's been alcoholism in my family and to see someone mentioning booze or being drunk really sets me off there are communities out there especially communities that are built around a fandom who really feel like a a sense of ownership over something they get very entitled and they demand these kind of trigger warnings for content which i'm not a fan of but if it's going to become a majority then it's going to become the new age rating thing where you'll see on the box set at the back oh potential trigger warning for racism alcoholism uh, domestic abuse and it is an interesting question of uh, it's where art, I guess, comes into it, where art should always be challenging 
And should you put a, a trigger warning on art? Because should someone always be prepared for the thoughts that art should provoke? Or is that the point of it? It's it's so difficult when it comes to creativity. There's also the thing with, with regards to that episode of The Major. I don't think anyone saw The Major and thought, oh, he's the way of the future. No. He's what, he's what I'm going to mimic. That's no, and I think we said that when we were talking about it last time, is like, he is the figure that you're going, he's saying this because we're pointing out that people say this and they're wrong to say it. So they're losing context, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and they're ignoring content. But again, it's all such cynical. I mean, if you can get your company all over the newspapers for doing something so bullshitty, you're getting free advertising. So I think that's the general crux of the thing. No, it is. And you're right. It's distracting from important stuff uh, like what's going on in Seattle at the moment. The fact that they've just claimed a part of the town and say it's free now, like uh, Christiania in Copenhagen. Who would have thought that would ever happen in the US again? And is I, I haven't, again, I haven't heard of this. Is it a substantial thing or is it a very... It's sm- a couple of city blocks. Um, They've driven the police out of the precinct. And they've set up like their own little free zone. They're calling it Seattle free zone or something like that. Uh, They've got little bars and set up little like posts for trading or for food and stuff like that. And it's like, it's pretty sizable. But I I do fear a little bit just in terms of the reaction once America becomes more stable. They're just going to fucking force these fuckers out of there. The philosophy of policing in the United States is very backward. Yeah. The idea of working against people instead of for people is just, it's its such a wrong way of approaching it. I've got something to lighten the mood. Oh. As a comedian, I imagine you appreciate jokes. No, hate them. Tough, I'm, I'm bed into it now. I'm introducing a new segment to the show called Series Comedy Corner. Uh, oh, uh, okay. I was talking to Siri today and... She's got some good jokes. I asked her for a joke and she said, um, what was one? And I just thought, Jesus, whoever wrote that has really been overthinking it. I said, tell me a joke. And she said, oh, this is the, the a Fibonacci sequence joke. It's twice as bad as the last two jokes I told you. Yeah, that's quite good. Which I thought was good. So we're going to have our first official guest of this series on. Siri. Siri, tell us a joke. Tell your joke about potassium. Okay. That wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for a phone. For a phone, I guess. Tell us another joke, Siri. How should you address an alligator in the vest? Investigator. How was shit? That wasn't very good, Siri. Thanks. Glad to help. That was a little bit sarcastic. Yeah. Tell us another joke. Why don't koala bears hang around with all the other bears? Because they don't meet the qualifications. Okay, I'll give you one more chance. Give us one more joke. Someone asked me to make a donation for a new swimming pool. So I gave them a glass of water. Yeah, that one I've heard before. That was very good. I like that. I gave them a glass of water. Uh, That's Series Comedy Corner. I think she's got chops. Yeah. I sometimes get Alexa to uh, tell me jokes, but they're generally kind of shite. Yeah? Yeah. And if you get her... Oh, she's fucking listening to me now. Sun, and he binds the galaxy together. What? Oh, okay. 
That's good. Give us another one there. Alexa, tell us a dirty joke. <laughs> No, I didn't like that one, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa's kind of... Oh, I have to stop mentioning <laughs> A certain vocal computer thing is a real dickhead sometimes. <laughs> Do you like Alexa? Some Yeah, like I, I like good for playing music, um, even though sometimes she's just... Like, I feel like she's purposefully ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a toxic relationship with Alexa. I do generally. I like to get I'll, if if I'm reading something, because sometimes I I see a word and I go, oh, I wonder what that means, and I just ask. And that's one thing I I like about it. Uh, another is finding out a fact before I go to bed. You just ask her for a fact, and she gives you one, and then you go to yeah. sleep. That's very wholesome, Stephen. <laughs> they don't call me wholesome, Stephen, for nothing. Okay, well, I'd better uh, leave you and Alexa then to go off and cuddle up together and talk about facts and go to sleep. Have a good evening, Adam. Have a good evening. Say goodbye, Siri. Hmm, I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Fucking useless. <laughs>